Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Episcopal Parish on Seattle's First Hill. Whoever you are, wherever you are, we are so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. My name is Sabeth Fitzgibbons, and I am the priest in charge here at Trinity. If you are watching on Facebook, please say hello and join the conversation in the chat. Our service is also being broadcast live on our toll-free telephone number. Our live stream this morning is brought to you by a dedicated and fully vaccinated worship team without a live congregation. Other than one person singing or speaking at a time, we will remain masked and distant while we are here together. We acknowledge that we live and worship on the unceded traditional land of the Duwamish people, past and present, the first people of Seattle. And we honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. If you would like to follow along with today's service, you can view or print the service bulletin from the description on the YouTube page or just below the watch window on our homepage trinityseattle.org. Our worship this morning is the Liturgy of the Word from the Episcopal Book of Common Prayer, and our hymns and service music are from the hymnal 1982. Please join in singing the hymns and the psalm and the prayers and the responses. God delights in hearing our voices raised in song and prayer. And now let us pause for a moment to breathe and prepare ourselves for worship. Our worship begins with hymn number 209, We Walk by Faith and Not by Sight.
Our worship begins on page 355 in the Book of Common Prayer. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Together, let us pray the Collect for Purity. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good proceeds, grant that by your inspiration we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding may do them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Samuel. All the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, You are old, and your sons do not follow in your ways. Appoint for us, then, a king to govern us like other nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to govern us. Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. 
just as they have done to me from the day I brought them up out of Egypt to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so also they are doing to you. Now then, listen to their voice only. You shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel reported all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots and to be his horsemen and to run before his chariots. He will appoint for himself commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties and some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his implements of war and the equipment of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and give them to his courtiers. He will take one-tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and his courtiers. He will take your male and female slaves and the best of your cattle and donkeys and put them to his work. He will take one-tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. They said, No, but we are determined to have a king over us, so that we may also be like other nations, and that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingship. So all the people went to Gilgal, and they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed their offerings of well-being before the Lord, and there Saul and all the Israelites rejoiced greatly. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. Just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything for your sake so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, even though our outer nature is wasting away. Our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for the eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God and a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. The crowd came together again so that Jesus and his disciples could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. For people were saying, he has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons, he cast out demons. And he called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, he has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside, asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I really miss the rhythms of the church year and life in community together. And I have heard from many of you that you miss those things as well. Looking at the calendar this week, I realized that in a non-pandemic year, we would have celebrated and thanked our vocal and instrumental musicians last week for their ministries that fill our souls and move our hearts and echo so gloriously in this space. And this week, we would be celebrating and thanking everyone who has been part of Christian Formation this year, the people who worked with and volunteered with children and youth, who led bookmarks and Bible studies, adult education classes, coffee hour discussions, and sacred ground groups, to name a few. And then another Sunday soon, we would be recognizing all our worship ministries, ushers and greeters, readers and prayer leaders, altar guild, flower arrangers, our fledgling worship technology team, and then the rhythms of summer worship begin, marked 
by predictable Eucharist-centered worship. Yeah, I miss that. My heart yearns to return to those predictable rhythms of community life. And I have faith that we will indeed return to worshiping together in person. We will not remain physically separated forever. When we do come back together, we bring our experiences of living through a global pandemic. For some of us, this past year has been incredibly difficult. We have lost something of ourselves, a confidence about being around other people, relationships, loved ones, health, strength, mental health, jobs, homes. Some of us discovered new strength and healthful habits. Some found new ways of connecting with the holy. However we come through this, we are not the same people we were pre-pandemic. And as we begin to return to life in person, we naturally bring questions about how to integrate what we have learned in this last 15 months into the life we had before. Speaking for myself, I know that even as I begin working outside the house again, I want to hold on to some of the habits I discovered that help me feel more peaceful and centered. Consciously integrating new habits into our lives recalls St. Benedict, who in the 6th century established a rule of life for religious communities that is still used today. The Benedictine rule offers us a framework to think about how we process new information into our lives, personally and as a community. The Benedictine rule embraces three key values, stability, obedience, and conversion of life. Hold on, I'll explain. Stability involves finding God in our current situation. Not looking for God in the next thing that might be coming our way, but finding God in our lives, here and now. We could call this an attitude of gratitude, finding and naming God's presence with us in this very moment, in times of joy and sorrow, unknowing and fear. God is always with us. This first practice, remembering our stability in God, helps us remember and recognize the depth of God's grace and blessing and presence with us. When we know God's abiding presence with us, we live with a sense of calm, stability, a reassurance that we will survive the hardest days, that because we follow Jesus, we know that life follows death. And rooted in the knowledge that God is with us, in the life we have today, we are ready to move on to obedience. 
And obedience in this case is about deep listening with an ear to responding. It's the kind of listening that focuses our heart, our mind, and body. It's the kind of listening that happens through conversations with friends and trusted community about possibilities, about gifts and strengths and passions. It's also conversation with God through silence and scripture. Listening for where God is pushing, nudging, whispering, sometimes kicking us in an invitation to do and become and try. Open-hearted and listening, we move to action. In conversion of life, we seek new life in Christ by trying something new. We've listened. The Spirit has nudged us, and we expect that faithful new adventures will bear fruit, will engage us more deeply with whatever God is calling us into. Living into those questions and possibilities, growing and becoming in God's image, trying something new and noticing what happens when it does or doesn't go the way we expected. It will change us. It will transform us and the world around us. Conversion of life gives us practice seeking new life in Christ. And after we practice something for a while, it becomes part of us. Less work, more natural. And then we come to that place of stability, where we're not trying so hard on that new thing, and we can sit back and notice and name God at work among and through us. And so the cycle begins again. Stability to obedience to conversion of life and back to stability. Like yoga and meditation and all habits that stretch and strengthen us this cycle requires practice, intentionality, to become deeper, more intuitive, more naturally part of our rhythm of life. I like to see this as a cycle of learning, listening, and living. And this cycle is the kind of discernment discernment that we do all our lives as disciples, trying to live faithfully through the ups and downs of life. And we are never too old or too young to learn and practice this pattern of noticing God among us, listening for God's nudging, and living into something new and holy. Just for the sake of example, let's think through a question in our own lives right now. Perhaps we are hoping for good news about a job interview or wondering how to balance our summer plans with pandemic caution for our family's health or waiting to hear about some news we dread. You know what's weighing on your heart and mind. 
hold that question in your mind as we just talk through this cycle. We start with stability because it's where we've been most recently. Where or how is God present and faithful to us in our lives, here and now? How have we known or felt God's love and care for us? For what are we grateful? Then we listen. We listen to our friends, to experts, to our own hearts and emotions, to how our bodies feel, to God in quiet time and nature, scripture. And we wonder, how is God inviting us to the next, deeper, more faithful way of loving one another? It might not be an easy next step, Following Jesus involves trusting God's wisdom and the capriciousness of the Holy Spirit. And when we listen faithfully, we know the right thing, even if it's not easy, because it is what shares God's love and brings life to the most people. And when some action that feels true and stretches us toward God begins to emerge from our listening, we decide to try it, to try living that new thing. We choose to risk trying something new because we believe that responding to God in faith deepens our relationship with God, reveals something to us about how our faith and our daily lives interact all the time. And after a time of living in this new way, we find ourselves again in a place of stability, having learned something new. And we begin the cycle again, noticing how God is present with us and what we've learned. Giving thanks and beginning the cycle of listening again. We practice this very same cycle of living, listening, and learning in Christian community when we reflect on our gifts and God's blessings to us as a community, when we spend time in prayer and conversation with one another about where God is calling us, and then choose to do something as a community that lives. As we anticipate returning to more typical rhythms of the church year and life in community face to face, we are already discerning appreciating how our habits and experiences of the past 15 months are forming us, our yearning to be together, and our experience of not being together inform how we will learn and listen and live in the manner of Jesus. Loving one another, naming and casting out evil, healing and encouraging all our siblings, and becoming God's beloved community of justice and love. With faith, courage, lots of prayer, and the sometimes not so subtle inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we wonder and walk together 
into the future God has in mind for us. Let us pray. God of opportunity and change, praise to you for giving us life at this critical time. As our horizons extend, keep us loyal to our past. As our dangers increase, help us to prepare for the future. Keep us trusting and hopeful, ready to recognize your kingdom as it comes. Amen. Together, let us profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Form 6 begin on page 392 in the Book of Common Prayer. In peace we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work, for our neighbors, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are lost. For this community, the nation, and the world. For the just and proper use of your creation, for the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all 
who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Greg, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in the church. For those on our congregation's prayer list, and for the special needs and concerns of this congregation. We remember especially today, John, Margie and Ron, Albert, Billy, Jackie, Rick, Julie, Frank, Tom, Jean, Marion, Mary Grace, Ben, Carol, Lynn, Jean Ann, and Robin, and others remain at this time either silently or aloud. Hear us, Lord, for your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. And we exalt you, O God, our King, and praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. And for others remain at this time, either silently or aloud. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them who put their trust in you. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. And so uphold us by your Spirit that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. Every week, whether we worship in person or online, Trinity welcomes all people to experience the light and love of God. You may make an offering at any time using our virtual offering plate. Links are in the bulletin, the description on the YouTube page, and just below the watch window on our homepage, trinityseattle.org. You may also write a check or text MYTPC to the number 73256. Your offering is vital to Trinity's ability to continue serving people in body, mind, and spirit. Thank you for your generosity. <clears throat> he is the way 
Let us pray. Lord, you have taught us to seek you and to find you in the bread and wine shared at your table. Season after season, we have returned to you there. In this moment, we are living in a season of anticipation, finding ourselves still separated from one another and from the community of your table. We long to be reunited. The fire of hope burns in our hearts. We know, Lord, that we are not alone in our anticipation of you. Formed in your image, you meet us through your Christ, in the womb of Mary, beside the sea, at Golgotha, in every moment of death and in every new life. Through our baptism into the mystery of Christ's death and resurrection, we are one with you. Through the sacrament of his body and blood, received faithfully time and again, you have been forming our bodies to become your body. Our flesh is now yours, shaped for these days in which we are living. Nourished by Christ, teach us also to be broken with Christ and shared with this hungering world. Soften our hearts and strengthen our resolve. Meet us wherever we may be. Open our eyes and hearts to see your grace and beauty reflected in every person we meet. Give us courage to joyfully proclaim your promise of life abundant for all people. All this we pray through Jesus the Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the outrageous welcome of the Father accept us for who we are. May the incarnation of the Word touch us and hold us close. May the wandering of the Spirit help us risk ourselves for love. And the blessing of the one holy and indivisible God 
be upon you now and remain with you always. Amen. Joe, do you think we could sing the hymn before the announcements today? Thank you. Thank you for joining us in worship and prayer this morning, and thank you for continuing to support our ministry here at Trinity during these challenging times. At Trinity, we welcome every one of God's children without regard for age, race, national origin, previous church experience, or LGBTQ identity, or any of those other categories that we use to separate ourselves from one another. Every one of us reflects the beautiful and holy image of God, and everyone is welcome here. Your gift online by check or regular bank withdrawal enables us to continue serving people in body, mind, and spirit. The online giving link is in the YouTube description and below the watch window on our homepage, trinityseattle.org. Checks may be mailed to the church office, and you may also text MYTPC to the number 73256 to make a donation of any amount. Please visit us at trinityseattle.org to find out more about who we are, about our reopening plans, and let us know how we can welcome you. As anticipated, our first live stream service last week presented many learning opportunities. We 
have already made some adjustments and will continue to learn from our experience and try new things each week. If you have feedback that you believe would be useful as we adjust and improve for next week and beyond, please contact us, any one of the staff directly by email or the general church email, office at trinityseattle.org, or leave us a phone message. Zoom coffee hour begins at 10.15 this morning. The link to join us for coffee hour is on the homepage. I see that it's just after 10.15, so grab your coffee and join as soon as you can. And let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. <laughs>